That is the sound of me cracking open a fresh, cold, caffeinated beverage a lot later than I would care to admit, but it also means this is the first episode of the Listen Hard podcast. So sit back, relax, grab whatever it is you want to grab and enjoy. I've always thought about the idea of doing a podcast, but I never thought that anyone would want to like listen to me for a 20, 30, potentially 45 minute duration. When it comes to a nighttime, I feel like my mind goes in spirals and I just go on journeys in my own mind and I would love to voice those things onto a podcast. So I thought if I was to ever do a podcast, what would the name be? And based on my Instagram being Brandon Hardbody, my name being Brandon Harding and my company that I'm releasing in the next uh, two weeks, called Hard Buddy, I thought a good name for a podcast would be Listen Hard. I feel like when people express how they feel and things that they go through, I feel like it is important to really listen hard and take into account everything they say and just like maybe walk away from that experience and that conversation with maybe some lesson of value. One thing that I always love to do when I travel, um, go to various different countries, um, I've been lucky enough over the last couple of years, which I'm actually gonna speak about in the very first podcast because I wanted to talk about how I started social media and how I turned this idea that I had as a 17 year old 16 year old kid into a monetizable job and I guess just the journey of that and how it all began but one thing that I love to do when I have traveled in the past is really really engage in conversation because I feel like that's how you really really get to know someone when you you know you put your phone down and you look at them and you actually listen to what they say because I feel like if you have those kind of conversations with people, you have the ability to live more life just through having a conversation with someone that has lived a completely different life to you. If you allow someone to open up and tell you about their perception of the world, their beliefs, no matter what their belief may be, even if it's something that you don't believe yourself, I feel like it's really important to sometimes, you know, take a step back from your own morals and stuff and your own beliefs and things that you think and really let someone in because it can change your perspective if you'll let it. So the thing I like to do when I do meet these people is sit down and rather than talk about myself, hear about their story, let them in and really allow them to not alter the way I think, but give them a chance to explain why they think the things that they think and believe the things they do. And, you know, listen to a few tales and stories that they have along the way. And I feel like that is an incredible way to become a more well-rounded person as an individual, because if one of your goals in life is to become a more well-rounded person with a wider view on the world and being a really understanding individual, it pays to have these conversations because the more life you can live in a short period of time, the better. And I feel like through listening to these people, you're able to live more life because you can live through them and hear the things that they've been through and take away the lessons that they did from certain things that they've experienced and adapt them to your own life without having to without having to actually live them yourself. Over the duration of a couple of years of traveling, I feel like I've managed to do those things and it's, it's given me the ability to think more deeply about certain things and have a wider view and a different perspective on various parts of whether it be religion. Religion's a touchy one to talk about because I'm not necessarily individually religious myself. I don't believe any certain thing or believe in any one God because I believe that there's an infinite things and possibilities of things to believe in. I do want to speak about this about this in a podcast in the future, so I'm not going to touch on it too much now. I think through these conversations and through these late night thoughts, I wanted to put this in a podcast um, to, I guess this is a way to, instead of being in my thoughts, letting it out there and voicing it. And potentially maybe someone listening could 
think the same way or this podcast can potentially be a way for someone to distract themselves from their own life a bit of an escape. I know in my past when I've ever listened to podcasts, which I don't actually do that much, I wish I did it more, but podcasts have always been an escape for me and I've always found myself in a moment of desperation or needing a release as the reason why I started listening to that podcast because I don't do it quite often because I try and stay quite busy and you know like I said times that I have resorted to podcasts it's when I've needed a distraction or you know some sort of release from my life so I hope you know if anyone listening grab a monster I actually have one too it is currently 20 past 12 midnight. I literally just finished off writing some of the descriptions and tips for the exercises going into the company that I'm releasing the app, the workout app, Hardbody. I thought with this time and with this energy um, that I have right now, I would sit down and have a conversation with anyone that's willing to listen and wants to listen to the very first episode of the Listen Hard podcast. So the topic of today is my journey on social media and how everything gets started. The journey of social media began when I started posting my progress in the gym when I was 16 years old. I started the gym at 16 when I left school. My mom, she wouldn't let me join the gym before I was 16 years old. I was always wanting to go to the gym at 12, 13, 14, which is why from the age of 12 years old, I actually boxed for four years. So in the back of the boxing club, there was a couple dumbbells, a couple weights that I could do some like basic lifts. But it was only until I was 16 and it's because my mom was convinced that at the age of 12, if I began lifting too soon, it would stop my growth or my bones would bend or all these ridiculous things that parents believe, which is obviously from a good place because parents just want to look out for their kids and they want the best for them. So she just didn't want me to get injured from a young age. So she didn't let me join until I was 16. But as soon as I joined the gym, that's when kind of everything began because I was always obsessed with the idea of like documenting my life. From the age of 12, 13, 14, I was the kid in school with my old Blackberry phone playing around in lessons with my friends friends, recording my Minecraft gameplay from my Xbox, skating, any injuries, cool tricks, um, especially like cool builds on Minecraft I would try and like document because I thought that they were the coolest thing in the world and I needed to show everyone in, in school but obviously no one cared. It's like it was all just for like personal documentation. I remember one video when I was 13 years old, I was spraying some deodorant on my hand and I thought it'd be really funny to like light it on fire and it ended up being a really funny video but I did actually burn my hand and it blistered for about two weeks which was my silly mistake. Nevertheless, I thought it was funny. Knowing that from a young age, I was absolutely just obsessed with documenting my life. And I don't know why this was. I feel like it sprouted from my childhood because I'm gonna save the story of my past for a different podcast. My upbringing was quite substandard and I had to deal with a lot of arguments growing up and it made me feel quite outcasted. I got bullied a lot as a kid through not really experiencing many moments of joy. When I did reach high school, I started to get a lot of friends. The bullying stopped. My family life at home changed. It shortly returned back to, you know, traumatic experiences shortly after, you know, the good spurt. I was really, really happy at this point in my life for the first time since I remember. So I really wanted to just remember it by documenting every second from this childhood love of recording everything I did in my life. I took that to me documenting things I did when I started lifting. So it started off with just pictures and when Instagram videos and Snapchat videos were only uh, 10 to 15 seconds long. Uh, so I built up a plethora of different workout videos between me and my old best friend, Lewis. I actually started the gym with him. He was the lifting partner I went to the gym with for two years straight. It was a constant competition between each other because we were always trying to either outlift each other or 
see who could reach 100 likes on our Instagram picture, which was really, really good in terms of egging each other on and being like the source of motivation because when it comes to growing a social media or growing a physique, you need to do more than you think you need to do because it's so hard. There are so many people trying to do it. The competition for me with Lewis pushed me harder than I probably would have pushed myself if I just decided to do it by myself. So the constant trying to beat each other and post more often and be more consistent and grow more in the gym, outlift each other, go to the gym more frequently, train with more intensity, um, that consistency, I feel like really did help in the beginning. I was a natural lifter from the age of 16 till 19 and a half. So almost four years of natural lifting in the beginning. But I feel like my beginning games were quite generous and I was actually accused by members in the gym and actually Lewis himself, obviously, realizing that I was gaining just a little bit more muscle than he was. He was like, dude, there's no way you're natural. You're definitely on steroids. Like, there's no way you can be building this. I know you're on creatine, but like, are you on some testosterone or something? And I was like, Lewis, like, I promise you, I'm literally taking nothing. Like, I, I just like eating really well. Like, I, I remember taking four chicken breasts, boxes of boxes of tuna pasta to my old job i used to work at my stepdad's fiberglass engineering company i used to just constantly just between my breaks uh, even when i was working i would just eat and eat and eat the snack van would come by and i'd buy two pieces of fried chicken so constantly from 16 to 18 i was force feeding myself training as intensely as i could like literally push myself to in i'm surprised i didn't get injured but obviously going to the gym when you are that young it's quite impossible to get injured because I feel like if you, even if you did get an injury, you'd heal the next day because you are so young. It started through that process with Lewis. When I was 18 years old, after going to the gym for two years, I posted a transformation picture on Instagram. It actually went quite, kind of like semi-viral. I had under a thousand followers and then sporadically it went up from like 1,000 to 3,000 to 5,000 and from that feeling of the love on social media like people asking questions and everything going so well it made me fall in love with the idea of building something from nothing into something because that's what it was it was like my physique when I was 16 was nothing and now I'm building it into something uh, this Instagram account I was building it from nothing and now it's turning into something and it made me fall in love with progression it's just that mindset of like constantly doing more and more and more and I feel like that's where it birthed from when I was younger Obviously, moments in the past that I will touch on in a future podcast that rendered me like desperate to live a life that I wouldn't give to my future kids to be able to provide for them. But that's a whole nother thing. The competitive nature within me with seeing Lewis being like, how are you doing this? And then obviously like he blew up a little bit himself as well and everything was going well. And it was just this really, really friendly, competitive nature. Before we knew it, we was at 10,000 Instagram followers. We'd been going to the gym for like two and a half years. Through having these 15 second videos that we would record when Instagram was just 15 second videos, we'd record physique updates, flexing videos. And we thought, you know what? We're posting all this stuff on Instagram. We have all these videos and stuff. Why don't we just post it on YouTube as just another social media platform to post on. At this point, I didn't watch any YouTubers. I didn't want to be a YouTuber. It wasn't something that I thought I would ever do because I just wasn't ever really interested in it. I didn't really see that future for me. I, I watched some people like in the past, but it wasn't something I like used as a source of motivation. Like my motivation was for the gym was like going on Kai Green's Instagram and like seeing what he would post or like going on pictures on Google and seeing what Arnold used to look like. That was what motivated me in times of desperation and like all that kind of thing. But that was what motivated to me in the beginning but with all these videos that we built up 15 second posing updates why don't we just post a few of them on youtube and see what happens so you know originally no one actually knows this but we actually made a joint youtube channel to begin with called blf aesthetics which is brandon lewis aesthetics fitness and we thought we were going to be like a, a duo like you know like the hodge twins back in the day like obviously they're twins we were just mates um we thought that was going to be it and we'd like blow up together because it would be so consistent he'd make a video i'd make a video but shortly after 
after we realized that that was the stupidest idea and we never actually uploaded any videos onto that channel because we were like you know what we should go our own separate ways and we should see how well we can do just the way we're doing this with our Instagrams. We basically proceeded to like make our separate channels and you know, the birth of the Brandon Harding YouTube channel was made. Uh, I didn't know what to call my bio. So I went onto Christian Guzman's page and he called it the official page of Christian Guzman. And I was like, I'm gonna call mine the official page of Brandon Harding. Just to like, I didn't know how to be cool on YouTube. So I was obviously looking at like different people's accounts and stuff like how to do a thumbnail, how to do a title, what should I call this? I decided to call one of my very first YouTube videos, 18 year old bodybuilder flexing physique update. And I thought that that's what people wanted to see. Um, and it obviously didn't do very well. And the first one that actually did do quite well was a full day of eating that I posted a couple of months after doing YouTube. That's kind of how it started. And obviously the competitive nature that me and Lewis found on Instagram, we did on YouTube as well. We tried to post more consistently than each other eventually my life went a completely different route because when I was 18 years old I actually met uh, a girl and we ended up like doing a bit of traveling because I wanted to like document more of my life and in these YouTube videos I wanted to make them as interesting as possible so being in my past relationship I was able to you know venture out to different parts of the world and this is when I began my traveling experiences because it was that initial excuse to hop on a plane and go to somewhere that you know gave me that that love for it and that I guess urgency to want to live like this every single day of my life because when I booked a ticket and hopped on a plane when I was 18 years old it was the first time I ever went anywhere by myself that feeling of accomplishment stood on this beach by myself I felt so accomplished I was like wow this feels so freeing and amazing I don't know how I've got here I found the cheapest flight I had no money in the bank but I knew that this was the way I wanted to feel for the rest of my life I wanted to create a job where I could travel the world and live in any country whenever I wanted to wherever it was in the world and still be able to work and because this was the beginning of my youtube channel i was like this is it i now want to be a youtuber and i'm going to do whatever it takes to make this work so i can make a living and be able to be free and not be stuck to a desk because the job that i had at the time which was working at my stepdad's company i was so scared to go back i hated that job every single day i'd get back and i'd rip off that blue jumper that was covered in fiberglass and it would smell the same and i'd throw it on my bed and i'd say i hate my life i've left school i'm 18 i don't have any money i'm doing a job that i hate this isn't a career path that i saw for myself and every single day i'd take that off that jumper off and smell that weird factory smell and i'd, I'd just think like what am i doing it gave me that desperation of not wanting to do that this wasn't the only job i had i've worked in stock i've worked in packing i've worked in a factory where i've stood in a single line and put things in bags and i've worked at plumbing i've done 14 hour days in london lugging around heavy pipes i did that for three months over summer when i left school i know what it is to work a hard day's graft and really really be miserable and not you know hate my life and i've known what it felt like to experience those things and i knew that i never wanted to do that to do that with my life so having been now on this new journey this new path now having traveled to my very first country knowing what i wanted to do with my life now having the means to do so and by means i just mean the motivation like i was absolutely desperate to do whatever it took to quit this job and to not do this as my career because of the company i worked at was my stepfather's i was meant to take it over probably would have worked there for about 10 years which means i'd still be working there right now and eventually as he grew old i'd be handed down the company keys and i would own the company but i always wanted to feel what he felt which was a conversation I asked him one day in the van on the way to work. And I said, Rob, that's my stepdad's name. I said, Rob, when you wake up in the morning 
and you drive to work and you you drive to your factory and you see what you've built how does it feel he said it feels amazing it's mine i've built it from nothing he bought the company off an old man when it was like a fifty thousand pound company like it barely even started and he bought it 20 years ago and turned into a multi-million pound business and that's what he was planning on giving to me and i said rob i want to feel what you feel i want to know what it is to build something and turn it into something and have your own like company baby and grow something and this is when he knew that i didn't want to work with him anymore um so i actually ended up uh leaving that job quite silly because I didn't really have any money to leave anyway so I ended up working at the local gym which I filmed YouTube videos at I would work in the gym I would finish my shift I would then record a YouTube video and you know see Lewis and you know post on Instagram and record my videos and go home and edit and stuff and that was my way of life for like about six months before I ended up getting fired from that job because one of the owners the gym was owned by about four people but one of them specifically was called Frank and he absolutely hated me because he saw me as a cocky 18 year old kid that was posting everything on YouTube and posting shirtless pictures on Instagram gaining thousands of followers and he was jealous like he actually hated me he just saw me as this cocky kid that could thought he could do what he wanted and if he knew me or had a conversation with me he would have known that I was so much further from this like than he could have even imagined I've never been like cocky I've never been posting shirtless pictures on Instagram for any other reason than trying to inspire people to do the same and to feel proud about them their, their physiques and themselves like I was never like oh my god look at my shredded abs like I'm so sexy like look at my body like it was never it was never about that but that's what he thought and I think it's because this is going to be a bit of sassy right now but he was about 35 the only thing he would ever speak about in the gym was that you know one time I had a photo shoot for like Muscle Magazine they didn't put me on the front cover but it was really really cool because there was loads of photographers and stuff and I was like mate me and Lewis do this every single day for each other we take pictures of each other it's not hard he hated that I like kind of spoke back to him he hated that through me no not ever competing yet and really only going to the gym for two years that I'd almost achieved more in my two years than he had in 15 years of going to the gym he's one of those hateful people that just love to complain so Frank ended up firing me for the gym which was actually a great thing because it led me on to my next job which was working in a bar which was a perfect chance because at this point my channel was at 15,000 subscribers and I think I had about 60,000 uh, followers on Instagram. I wasn't making any money. I was making about 500 pound a month off YouTube, which paid for like my petrol in my car, some food and stuff, which was great. I was super grateful for it, but I didn't have any sponsorship. That was the only money that was coming in from social media. So I would wake up in the morning really, really early. I'd film a YouTube video, edit a YouTube video, go to work at 10 o'clock at night, work until three, four in the morning, five o'clock sometimes, get back, have another four hours sleep, wake up again and then repeat and repeat and repeat this was life like I was working a job I was taking in tips like sometimes I'd even like take a couple pound from the till because the till was up and I knew it somebody would say hey like buy yourself a drink or and I'd just charge the most expensive drink just so I could like pocket some money I was absolutely desperate like there was loads of things that were happening at this point that were like rendering me struggling with money so I was really doing everything I could to survive and YouTube was like my one hope it was the reason that I kept on going if I kept on posting at this point I'd had YouTube for a year and a half I was literally like working more than I think I've ever worked in my entire life because I didn't know what it was to sleep at this point. I wanted to do YouTube so bad. And at this point, me and the girlfriend that I said I was with um, a couple years, a year before this, we had actually broken up at this point because of long distance, amongst other reasons. My inability to commit to the relationship, I was a bit of a dickhead in the beginning. You know, that rendered us like with trust issues. And that's a whole other story. We're young, we all make mistakes. I definitely have learned from them in the past. But essentially, that was what it was. And while I was at this job, I actually met a new girlfriend. I'd been single for about six months and it was quite strange um, because I wasn't expecting it. 
and it ended up being the most toxic relationship I've ever been in in my entire life. She was very mean to me and I didn't realize um, what was happening at the time because I was just, I, just, I did just care a lot and I was so blindsided by things because I was just so obsessed with like trying to do YouTube and make money and all these things. I wasn't really aware. I was more so okay with some of the things that she was doing and treating me. So I didn't really care that much about it. And I guess her inability to show any affection towards me. At this point, um, I was actually living with her because it was a half an hour drive to work. But if I lived at her place, it was only a five minute walk. So it made more sense. So after a few months of dating, we essentially moved in together and I was living at her place. The situation at her place was not the best because we lived in her attic on a mattress. There was no bed. My laptop at this point was broken. So only the, the bottom keys were working and the screen was completely cracked and shattered. So I connected to a HDMI cable to a TV. So that was my screen. And it was a really small shitty TV. So I was literally living on a mattress editing on a broken laptop, trying to record workouts, half asleep. Like I was trying to do everything I could to make this work. This is life at 19 years old. Little do I know that only around the corner is my very first ever sponsorship and the beginning of my first ever shredding series, Hard Body Shredding. This was kind of the beginning of everything because I ended up getting laid off from this job as well because I have a problem with authority, I've realized. And I'm not very good at being told what to do. So I knew that at this point, I need to make my own job. And when the guy, I forgot, I forgot his name, Darren, when Darren sacked me from the bar job, this was gonna be the best thing that he ever did for anyone because it gave me the urgency to, I said, right, before I get another job, I'm gonna give this YouTube and this social media thing absolutely everything I have. I can't do anything else. There's nothing else I want to do in my life. Like this has to work. So I gave it literally everything over the duration of the competition prep. I borrowed some money from a family member that was actually their money that they would leave me when they passed away. It was half of it. And at this point I was desperate for the money and I invested that into some t-shirts. My subscribers they didn't know this, but they actually saved my life because I had 40 pound in the bank. I didn't even have enough money to put petrol in my car to drive anywhere. When I released the t-shirts, they were the OG original hard body t-shirts, black t-shirt, really good material, nice bold print across the front. I was so proud of them. Two weeks before I was due to step on stage, they actually sold out. 250 t-shirts i invested 2000 and turned that into 6000 pound and i for the first time in my entire life actually had four digits in the bank and i could not believe it i thought i have made it like this is it youtube's working out i picked up a sponsor by a supplement company they were paying me 500 british pound a month youtube was getting about 500 a month i'm selling t-shirts i'm making about a thousand a month from youtube like this is going to work out like there's so many things happened after this but essentially at this period when i finished prep and i sold the t-shirts i had about 45,000 youtube followers i think about 110,000 followers on instagram sorry shortly after this I essentially was cheated on by this girl and loads of things other things came out I feel like I gave a lot more to that relationship and I've, I've always believed that in a relationship that you're worth everything that you're willing to give not that I've followed those morals 100% my whole life but I truly do believe that now in my current state of mind at 23 years old that you are worth in a relationship every little thing that you are willing to give to someone else and any less you are too good for them having been cheated on i went into a, a weird state of not prioritizing the things that i was meant to prioritize because i started going to festivals i started to book plane tickets with all this money that i thought i had and I, I i basically blew it didn't really make as many youtube videos as i probably should have done i'd also just finished prep and i documented the whole prep series uh, so i was kind of really drained from all that to be honest at this point i had a couple things in the works my very first ever app not 
my own app. It was under someone else called Athlete and it was a 12 week diet plan and it was actually Hard Body V1, shredding with Hard Body. And it was based on the plan that I did for my prep. I decided to monetize that and turn that into an app. And it wasn't very successful in the beginning. It took a long time to kick off, but eventually over a year and a half period, I actually managed to sell like 4,000 copies of that, selling them for about 20 pound each. That was kind of what I lived off. That was my biggest form of income. I was over the moon with it. And the supplement company I was with gave me a raise and at this point I actually moved into my dad's place because before my relationship I lived at my mom's and then I lived at my girlfriend's house that I, I just spoke about. I'm now living at my dad's and I start training at the gym called Elite Fitness. This is when the next burst of my social media kind of happened because I made a video that went quite viral and it was based on an idea that I had with my uh, two friends in the gym. They were vegan sisters. I thought that it'd be a good idea to do like a bench skit video where I would be benching away and they would sit on me. The more they sat on me, I'd essentially bench press faster as like a funny testosterone boosting. And the video I thought, you know, this is quite clickbait the concept's quite funny it's going to maybe do double what my usual views were and at the time i think i was hitting about twenty thousand views per video the video today has 12 million views so obviously with this exposure the youtube thing blew up a little bit sponsorships started coming in different one-time deals companies wanted to collab with me and i honestly didn't know what to do with it at this point i'm almost 20 years old i'm still 19 this was still three years ago at this point it's weird to say i've been doing youtube now for about five years which is honestly mad. I can't believe it's been so long. Time has flown by so fast. And I feel like when you start talking about things going too well and, you know, you start talking about statistics and money and all these things, you know, you never want to like push it in anyone's face or you never, you have to be careful with these things because people can take things the wrong way and you have to be very precautious with, you know, people's emotions and feelings because everyone has their own goals and stuff, but not everyone's at the same position with having like hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. And some people view you as this thing that you're not. And I didn't feel anything remotely close to the way I thought I would feel. I realized at that point that, you know, numbers don't present worth. They don't mean anything. It's just a number. Like if anything, the way I've always thought about progression on social media is it's like, imagine working for a company. If you have more and more and more followers, the more you grow, it's almost like you're just being promoted in a company. You have a bit of a raise, a bit of a nicer desk, a nicer office, a nicer this, a nicer that. Like that's really all it is. It doesn't make you any more of a person or worth any more or any more untouchable. Like you're just a normal person. Like anyone listening to this right now, if anyone is listening to this right now, like we're literally the same person. I'm sat here at my desk with a camera pointing at me and a microphone in front of me. And I'm literally just talking about my life experiences. And you could literally be doing the same thing. That's the beauty of this story that I'm trying to tell right now is I literally started as an 18 year old kid that just loved going to the gym and documenting my life. And there is no reason that anyone listening to this right now cannot do the same thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be documenting your life. It doesn't have to be with social media. It can be with anything. You have to start with nothing to appreciate having something. I wake up every day now and I feel so lucky to be able to do what I do for a job. I want to continue attacking this this passion for you know wanting to live wherever I want to in the world and being able to travel. The same feeling I felt when I was 18 years old. I was in Nice, France, and I was stood on a cobblestone floor. I looked out to the sea and I thought, this is how I want to feel forever just a sense of freedom there is no reason right now why anyone watching this cannot experience the same level of freedom take a long drive to someone you've never been give yourself a moment of freedom a, f- a breath of fresh air just something out of the normal and go and experience something that you haven't experienced before and it could be the point in your life that was the turning point for me which was that moment where i realized i just wanted to live 
freely and I was going to do whatever it took to make that happen. Now realizing that doing social media and taking it to a different level of wanting to start a company, which is my app and equipment. Now I'm realizing that actually now I can't be as free as I thought I could have been the more I progressed because photo shoots, video shoots, I had to build the whole app from the ground up. I had to sort out things with suppliers, do the collaboration with Genflow, send all the information to them, make sure the app is good, do the color design, make sure everything just everything you can imagine that goes into an app I've literally had to do from the ground up the mechanics behind it the things that people will be able to do it's been hard like I've put blood sweat and tears into this and it's taken me six months six solid months to develop and now obviously you know that freedom that I so really wished for back in the day is now slowly withering away because if this goes the way I hope it will then eventually I'll invest money into a different company and a different one and then maybe go into real estate and try and build a foundation of life and just something to be proud of one day and to look back on everything and eventually you know years to come transition things outside of social media because obviously I don't want to be making vlogs when I'm 45 years old I would like to you know have real estate and have property and be able to settle down somewhere lovely and you know be proud of what I've done and I feel like this what I'm doing right now is the right path and I have the means to do it and I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing with the same spark that I had when I was 18 years old when it began that's kind of how I wanted to do this podcast this very first episode just talk about the beginning and how it all began over the last year year you'll know that spontaneously booked a ticket to Canada went there met a bunch of amazing people stayed there for six months three months go by I meet a lovely lady who is my girlfriend now I feel like that has a I guess a ripple effect to the rest of my life because not only am I so busy right now and trying to stay so busy but I'm also more happy than I've ever been I feel like I'm on the right path and it's not just because of this person I'm just proud of what I'm doing and I'm so like content and the journey and how it's turned out so far and I will go into you know more things surrounding right now and further in the past in future podcasts but this for the first episode I don't want to make it too long I definitely wanted to keep it under an hour but I kind of just wanted to talk about the journey and how things really began and that's it that's how they began and now things are the way they are and I'm really happy I'm really blessed and I feel really lucky and I hope that the continuation of my journey and documenting the way I live my life and my journey online I hope that that can inspire and motivate other people to potentially do their own thing and start their own journey and build something from nothing into something that is the very first listen hard podcast again like i said this was the last minute idea and i would like to do one episode a week at least i do have a lot of responsibilities with making youtube videos keeping active on not only my instagram but now building content for the hard body instagram running that whole company i'm also going to be coaching some people very soon i'm going to be taking on a minimum of 10 clients to begin with just because i would love to work one-on-one with a few individuals and really personalize their programs and just give all the knowledge that i have to them and this this will be one-on-one coaching, whether it be for a prep, lifestyle guidance, supplement coaching as well, all the, the whole thing. Um, so I'm going to be taking on 10 clients to start with as well of when the equipment releases and just furthering that and bringing out new ideas and not only having the wrist straps and the knee sleeves and the belts, but I do want to do more things in the future with new and fresh designs and really create this idea that I have envisioned in my mind. With that being said, guys, that was the first episode of the Listen Hard podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I am looking forward to the next one. So I'll speak to you soon. Have an amazing week. Have an amazing weekend, wherever you are in the world. Have a brilliant rest of your day. And I will see you or speak to you, sorry, um, very soon. Bye.